the National Women's Soccer League kicks off March 16th on ION. Out in front to Williams. It's a new Saturday night destination featuring the best players in the world. Takes a shot, she scores! See the full schedule and find where to watch at IONNWSL.com. The NFL regular season is wrapping up, but there's still time to get in on the action with FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. That's $150 in bonus bets, win or lose. The app is so easy to use, and there are so many different ways to bet, like live same-game parlays, find bets in the new Explore tab, make a parlay in the Parlay Hub, the best way to find popular parlays, and more. So visit FanDuel.com SportsFan and make your first bet a layup. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. Must be 21 plus and present in Virginia. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued as is non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire seven days after receipt. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Hi there, welcome to the Full 90 Soccer Time Podcast, our weekly look into Seattle Sounders, well, or sometimes look into Seattle Sounders FC, nerdy soccer culture, fan outrage, in an attempt to understand the hottest soccer league not funded by foreign royalty and barely funded by banners that go over the seat sponsors, it's MLS. Yeah, not, not funded by anything at all. We're your hosts from mornings on, that's the Sacramento Republic FC. We're no, your hosts that's from mornings. Blizzard and Activision or whatever. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. We're your hosts from mornings on 107.7 The End. I'm Gregor. He's been in the locker room on the pitch and in eastern Washington for the better part of a year. He's Brandon from the internet. Hi. Or, I don't know, howdy. I don't know how people in eastern Washington talk. Get back to your state. <laughs> the 51st state of liberty. <laughs> Colt 2021. Uh, <laughs> Do us a quick solid, and that's yeah. There's no election for cult this year. Uh, do us a quick solid and click through to Apple Podcasts and give us a rating or whatever. Definitely five stars. Primarily, leave us a comment. We just want to know your favorite ever Seattle Sounders FC player. Yeah, from Freddie Montero to Clint Dempsey. Oh, look at you! Because of course, like um, as is true with every podcast that we record, uh, I don't know if we just pick the wrong day every single time we do it because we have no consistency, right? Um, yeah. Every single time we record, something happens the following day that is newsworthy, and mm. um, we're never able to cover it. So after the last time we recorded, like three years ago, um, <laughs> Freddie Montero literally signed, I think that afternoon or something, or maybe it was the next morning um, for the Sounders. So Freddie Montero is back, uh, signed for the Sounders because he wants to be closer to his coffee shop i mean family and um <laughs> the the thing is is that regular season goal scoring record is shared between freddie montero and clint dempsey and it makes me think that i don't know i don't think clint clint cares enough about it about the seattle or the sounders i i made the joke online that was is clint going to come out of retirement to keep pace with freddie's goal scoring record and uh to which i feel like clint responds to everything with no nah, i'm good pimp <laughs> <laughs> He's like, who's gonna hold my fish? Yeah. <laughs> he he likes fishing. That's yeah. that's why. I that's, said that. that's that's why. That's a funny joke. That's a funny fish joke. <laughs> thanks, thanks, bro. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's wild to see the pictures coming out of preseason training to see Fred Fredro Fred Freddie Montero 
there just walking alongside as if he's always belonged there. It's just uh, like I just accept that he's there and I'm like, oh, long time superhero, Freddie Montero. It but seems, been- it's like watching, looking at Freddie Montero next to Nico Ladero. Those guys didn't play together uh, when Freddie was with the Sounders before. And yeah. in, when you see them together, you're like, this makes so much sense. It's like these guys should have been best friends forever. They're, they, they, they just look nice together. <laughs> hey, does Freddie Montero have any money? Well, okay, so this is what's uh, this is what's funny. I mean, that coffee shop business is lucrative. Santos Coffee up on uh, 65th uh, in Roosevelt opened up right after I moved away. Um, great, great. Never got to go. But uh, I texted my friend. So I have this friend who's uh, Portuguese, and he is uh, a big uh, Porto fan. But sure. um, he also likes uh, sporting um, in Portugal. And that is where Freddie Montero went to play after he left the Sounders. He went to go play for Sporting. And he was great for them, like played in the Champions League. Um, you know, Freddie's a great, great player who's played at, you know, one of the highest levels. Not to say Portugal's the highest level, but, you know, Sporting is the best team, if not one of the best teams in, in Portugal. Sorry, Benfica and Porto and everybody else. Um, but uh, so I texted my friend after Freddie Montero signed back for the Sounders because that's like the first thing that we ever connected on. When Wait, he barely spoke any English was like Freddie Montero. Would you say that they're the Columbus crew <laughs> of Portugal? <laughs> you mean the best team in Portugal? <laughs> yeah. Ouch. <laughs> um, and so I texted I texted my friend. I said, hey, man, uh, uh, Freddie Montero signed for the Sounders. And he was like, oh, no way. How many millions are they paying him? And I was like, no, no, no. <laughs> I was like, no no, millions, friend. (laughs) No, no, no. They gave him, they, you know what? They picked up the cost of his jerseys. (laughs) They'll they'll pay his gas mileage, but only per mile. Yeah. Yeah. He, he will make, um, he'll, he'll make many new who's, but not many millions. (laughs) (laughs) Has that been disclosed yet? What he's getting paid? I don't know. I I think that they signed him to a, um, I don't know the the figure, but they signed him to a one year contract with, uh, an option for, I think two years option or something like that. So that's right. Um, I mean, which they can always renegotiate at the end of the year. They decline his option and then renegotiate his contract so he never makes millions or million. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he's not here as a DP. Uh, so if that says anything about the money that he's making. So Kim Kihi, not a DP, he was making 450 when he was here uh-huh. a year. And you got to figure that Montero is at least that caliber, but I don't know if his age plays into it. Like, is he, do you think Montero's going to be a regular starter? I mean, he wasn't for um, for Vancouver, and I don't know if it was because of injuries. Well, or, and look how bad they were. Yeah, and they were, they were not great. Then again, they had a lot of other problems going on. They lost, you know, a couple of their best players from the season before. Um, Turf Boney missed a whole half a season (laughs) with a bad fan belt. (laughs) Yeah, he uh, uh, pulled spark plug. Uh, Turf Turf Boney couldn't couldn't make it. Actually, it was a hamstring. Who were we kidding? It was his hamstring. (laughs) He doesn't play here. You're right. What's the the Canadian hamstring? Is that like Canadian bacon? It's Canadian bacon, yeah. (laughs) <laughs> Canadian bacon a- string. <laughs> <laughs> um uh yeah, so I mean he he had like 12 goals for the Whitecaps, I think, or something last season. So he had a good season. Um I I could be making that number up completely, so who knows. But um I think he had a pretty good season and uh I don't think anybody's expecting him to come here and be the guy that takes 
you know, the Sounders attack up a, a huge level, right? But he's another guy. We always talk about the fact that um, there isn't really a natural replacement for when Nico Ladero is injured or out for some reason. Um, I think Freddie Montero is that guy. Oh, I don't think so at all. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, Brandon. I'm not trying to. I'm not uh, trying to be uh, derogatory towards you. It's just I think of Freddie Montero as the guy who like didn't drop back, who didn't cover, who just kind of walked around up front. And if he wasn't interested in playing, it was like having not an extra guy up there. So he he never showed that like get back and hustle. And I, I to be fair, I haven't followed him in his sporting Lisbon. The Columbus crew of Portugal days, but like maybe there's some improvement. I don't know. I think uh, I th- I'm hoping in his old age that uh, Freddie Montero has like like many players changes like uh, what Bastian Feinsteiger, for instance, was center back for Chicago Fire. Chica- Chicago Fire, great. <laughs> yeah. So so I mean, if Freddie Montero comes back as a center back, I, I think we're great. <laughs> It's awesome that Bastian Feinsteiger took a Brad Evans approach to MLS. Sure. He took, what's your... he took the Willie Bloomquist approach to the Sounders, which was just play wherever they put you. <laughs> or wherever you want. Yeah. <laughs> Not that Brad did that, but... Um... Yeah. yeah, I'm... I am huge, huge into this idea. I wish he was coming back with long hair, but now that he's in his 30s, he's got to wait till his 40s to get his long hair back, evidently. And, um, but yeah, I wish he was coming with that those glorious locks, but I'll take whatever production he can have, and it'll be so fun to root from him, maybe from the stands, but likely from home. I think okay, another, so, so another thing we didn't talk, well, maybe we'll get to it later. Go ahead. Okay, so as we were saying, your favorite ever player from Freddie oh. Montero to Clint Dempsey, yeah. we have a new review. We do have a new review, and they did tell us who their favorite sounder was, so they did listen. So this was from uh, 08N Garcia. I think it's Nick Garcia. Thanks, bud. He said, fun sounders podcast after the three. And this is so, I feel so, <laughs> like we are such a disappointing uh, pair of people, <laughs> you and I. He says, uh, after the three nil loss in MLS Cup, I found myself avoiding all MLS soccer podcasts except for this one. I'm so sorry. Why do you make that decision, my friend? He says, this this podcast is great for a Sounders fan who wants to break, uh, who wants a break from the other Sounders soccer podcasts that are all about the nitty gritty. Uh, though the hosts definitely understand tactics. Okay, uh-huh. first of all, <laughs> let's stop right there. I'm going to stop you right there. No, we don't. <laughs> we think we do, but we don't. Uh, they prefer to focus on the culture and definitely deliver some much-needed laughs along the way if you're three years old. I added that part. Uh, yeah. He said, love it. Favorite sounder has got to be Nico. Thanks. It's awesome. He said, uh, I can't. He, he decided to avoid all other podcasts except for this one, and then we went on like a four-month hiatus. <laughs> <laughs> um. That's how you know that we're not counting on this for revenue and we do it because we like it, yeah. because uh, we could just take months off without delivering anything and be fine. That is among the nicest uh, things that someone has said about this podcast, and I'm really grateful for it. The idea that you think that we can just be dumb and have fun and you know be about the Sounders, that's the exact experience that I'm looking for. I, I personally don't want to people to rely on us to be an authority figure on anything but no. i do want them to come here so we can make fun of people's salaries or haircuts or whatever yeah if you listen to us so that you can go to the game and talk about uh oh the sounders are going to play in a three five two wait does that add up I have eight ten yeah okay that adds ten, up great. okay great <laughs> yeah, if, you're, if you're gonna rely on us to be like oh well the sounders might do this with freddie montero who's gonna play center back this week like look at that diamond we're gonna make you look like an idiot to your friends <laughs> But if you want to talk about how many new who's somebody is worth, we got you. 
We got you, dog. Full90podcast.com <laughs> if you need any of our socials or you need to figure out how to get this podcast somewhere else. I don't know why you would. I am offended that, but... that you don't think that how many new who somebody makes is the nitty gritty. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we did come up with mathematical conversions right. from American to Canadian. So. Oh, oh, I, I texted you this, but I felt like it's worth <laughs> sharing with anybody who's listening to this podcast. So my wife, uh, my wife, she went, uh, she went to Walla Walla with her friend and um they were going to some wineries they went to a really nice restaurant and um at the end of the the meal i was i was just checking our bank account for something else and i saw how much she had spent on on the meal and before tip uh the charge on our bank was (laughs) (laughs) 69.69 amazing i mean it's amazing uh, which makes me think that Canadians are spending a lot more money than us. <laughs> on food? On, <laughs> on dining? Food. $420? Oh my god, and 420 Canadian cents? <laughs> they go to 1000 Yeah. Um, good times. Yeah. Right. Well, um, Brandon, I've been very busy, and you have too. You've been working. I've been dealing with a puppy and some pretty significant puppy drama. My oh, god. Oh, puppy drama. We, we need a puppy drama. Da, da, ba, ba, ba. <laughs> <laughs> like a gavel sound. Yeah. Dunk, 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 dunk. <laughs> Puppy drama. Dunk, dunk. <laughs> the, the so we got a we got a puppy, and um, we're dealing with people that are morons. Uh, I should I should just read samples of the emails that I have going on, but I won't. Um, and uh, the puppy has a heart murmur. Oh, and we are going back and forth with these people, and they think that because well, I probably shouldn't get into it in case I have to sue them. Mm. Hmm. Well. We got a puppy. It's cute. Puppy drama over. (laughs) In Snohomish, there is a special division of (laughs) residents who discuss. (laughs) Puppy drama. Puppy Uh, drama. (laughs) It's actually a statewide uh, bureau, just so you know. So uh, it reaches from Ording to, uh, I don't know, Blaine, Blair. What is it, Blaine? Blaine Blaine Washington? Blaine. Blaine. Yeah, it's Blaine. It doesn't go over the mountains to Spokanistan, though. No, we, uh, we're a 51st state of liberty over here. There is no <laughs> amount of regulation that will keep our puppies down. <laughs> Dude, Sumo's back. That's pretty sweet. That- and return, return of the champ, Hakuho, with his 44 Sumo titles. I think it's 44, 43 or 44, which is unheard he's of. He's kind of like on the decline, if I right? Like he's he's getting to the point where he's... Because in, in Sumo, correct me if I'm wrong, in Sumo, like if you have an injury, um, you would... Or like a minor thing that would make it so you likely lose, you pull out completely, right? Like it's a, it's like a, (laughs) (laughs) it's like it's like you or you fake an injury if you think that you're not going to be able to like perform to the highest level, correct? So the idea is that it's pro rel, and so it's 15 days of competitions, and you're wrestling one guy every day, and if you don't wrestle, that's a loss, and if you get more losses than wins. Um, you then get you to go down. You're regulated. <laughs> Relega- <laughs> then Warren G relegated. returns from the brings Nate Dog back from the dead, <laughs> and you get regulated. you get sent you get sent down to be a regulator. <laughs> you get high like every day. <laughs> um, and so yeah, you get demoted, and if you get to the bottom of the table, it's called a Benzuki. If you get to the bottom of the table, then you are dropped to the next division down. And so yeah, if you don't compete, you're in trouble. However, if you make Yokozuna, one of the benefits is is that you don't have to deal with that. So if you lose like on your second day and you and you uh, don't want to keep going, you can just stop and then come back next time, and it's fine. The nerds at the top that run the thing are like, you can't do that, and they get upset about the notion that uh, you're just you know dodging 
competition in order to stay healthy. But Hakuho has, you know, he's 36 years old or something like that, and his, you know, a career of smashing against other fat guys and rolling around is like going to take its toll. And he, um, on day three, hurt his knee and had to withdraw. So Sumo is, um, is the storylines are totally different because neither Yokozuna has competed really in the last five, six tournaments, which is Whoa. crazy. So the top level guys aren't there. It would be like Columbus Crew sitting out for like the entire season and not getting relegated. Not that MLS has pro rel, no. but you know. No, what? it makes me think of uh, like, I think it was Thierry Henry when he was playing for the Red Bulls uh, in New York. Mm-hmm. would not play if the Red Bulls were playing in Seattle because he didn't want to injure himself on the turf. And I yeah, think it's just because David he didn't Beckham. want um, uh, Freddie Montero to like suplex him into uh, oblivion. <laughs> <laughs> Who's the guy that did the double donkey kick? Oh, Sergio Mota. <laughs> yeah, he didn't want to get mota <laughs> Dude, that is still... Uh, were you working that game? Uh, were you calling that that game? Because if not, that's a mistake. <laughs> That was like I don't, that was a that was an event an S two event made for <laughs> you and John. This <laughs> guy double donkey kicks someone. <laughs> what happens is a guy's getting burned. He's on the ground on his back and he puts both heels straight into some dude's dick. Oh my god! That's like uh, if I can find the gif, I will try to put it back on our on our Twitter because it is still one of the like yeah. best moments slash worst moments. It's it's some of the best things have happened at Starfire. You had Clint Dempsey tearing up a uh, uh referee's notebook. You had Sergio yeah. Mota double donking a kick, <laughs> double donking a guy in the dick. Uh <laughs> you uh you had uh Marshawn Lynch <laughs> running yes. a soccer ball in for a touchdown. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, this is uh it's a that is hollow ground. <laughs> it's interesting because I don't know how it will apply to games in Tacoma and perhaps at Starfire Stadium, but this year at King County, um, this season, King County says that we can have people back in the stands for soccer. Now, not all of the people back in the stands, definitely not people from Spokane, but you can def- there'll be uh, 25% capacity at the home opener there in the middle of April. The 16th, I believe, is the first match for Seattle Sounders back at home. Now, it's only 25%, so you do the math on that. Like I don't know if they do... 25% of their total capacity, which is 66,000, or their stated capacity that they go for like 40, being... 44,000 or something like yeah, that. Yeah, exactly. So my understanding was it would be 9,500 people, and so it's got to be... They've got to say They're that 40 that is the... lower number, yeah. Yeah, it's got to be like 38 or something like that is what they... So it's kind of going to be like a FC Dallas game. <laughs> or like any... Any soccer match in a place where summer sucks. Yeah, yeah. No, that's going to be... Uh, it's going to be interesting, really, to have fans back in the stadium. I don't know. Like, everything is so weird now. It's like some states, you're back in phase two or phase three or whatever. In in, in Washington State, it's kind of like, your, your county is in phase 2.3, section B, clause no. 14... <laughs> No, no, no. Everyone's in, is it now in phase three. Sure, Everyone sure. collectively is in phase three. And the no. numbers are on the decline that's such that it could be phase four in King County if yeah. everyone keeps taking it seriously by the yeah. time the Sounders actually play. And I was thinking, well, there's no way you could turn it around that fast to get people in the stands and do it fairly with all mm-hmm. these season ticket holders and stuff they have. However, when the playoffs show up and they need to sell tickets hella fast, they're able to crank it, you know, turn it over in two or three days. Yeah. So I feel like there's a small chance that you could end up with 50% capacity, and 20,000 people is nothing to laugh no, at there. No, that's, I mean, a, that's, that's, that's a ton of people. That's like the max capacity for a lot of teams, even if they sold out, right? Like I think the Minnesota Stadium, for instance, 
is maxes out at 22,000. So, yeah, the Port, the Port, Fartland Timbers just uh, increased the size of their stadium a couple last season, uh, and they took it up to just under twenty six thousand. Yeah. So they're in the same position as the Sounders, where they'll have a quarter capacity, and they'll be you know just under seven thousand people will be allowed to attend. I'm I'm curious how they're going to do it. Like, um, and this is the most serious soccer talk I want to talk about this week. Uh, is is how are they going to you know uh, fairly distribute the tickets? You know, the the Sounders season ticket base is twice if not three times what the capacity is going to be right so yeah. um so i i mean they probably have published this and i just haven't read it because yeah that's the kind of due said, diligence they, i do but well they send it out to the season ticket holders and everything and you have to get a team of people from the same household together that say that they're interested and then so you could buy up a, like you need four people is what cool keith was telling me you know, we, none of us live together, so it's like hard for us to be able to go and attend at the same time. What's up? Cool Keith, famed knower of all Sounders things. <laughs> he, he's often joked as the worst fan of the year, but when it comes to how tickets are distributed, he's like, I already bought up all the Dodgers tickets for Mariners. And I was like, what? Those are even on sale? He's like, yeah, what, what do you? Of course they are. And I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> so, yes, he's like the king of the international district down there and the ticket yeah. distribution. Yeah. He's like setting yeah, up so, his own cool Keith box office. <laughs> <laughs> so the problem being though is that you have so you know you have thirty thousand season ticket holding fans and you only have nine thousand available seats and you got to do distancing and everything else and so they're working at it's not going to be fair. There's just no, no way that you could do it to make it work out where everyone gets what they want. Even though we have certain tickets a certain place, we still have to petition to be able to get in. It's going to be another weird season. I would love to go to a soccer match, but I also don't want to go through all the chaos of it yet myself. Sure. Although I'm, I'm flying to Arizona tomorrow where everything is open. Restaurants Sweet. completely open, 100%. Um, you have to wear a mask when you're not seated. And I'm like, but when you are seated and there's 100 people in a tiny room, that's fine. Like, yeah, that's fine. Full oh, capacity, okay. yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, great. Yeah, awesome. <laughs> so, um, so, yeah, it's. I guess it's just there's like a... I don't know, like not a sliding scale, but like it's just you know, we're gonna see other places where there's a ton of people packed in, and it's gonna be weird to watch the kind of inequity that you end up with with stadiums that are more more full than other ones because the local restrictions are different. And it kind of is odd to me. I feel like MLS should kind of take a stance, like you got to do like least common denominator, mm. and say whoever has the fewest fans in is the minimum fans. But they also got to make that money. My question is, do they make more money covering the seats in digital advertising or by selling tickets and no, for the they, teams they I make the think most, they make they got to make the most money by selling $14 beers at the at the concession stands right but that's the sounders that make that that's not mls yeah. right that's like the or- organization that runs seattle sounders fc i wonder if so there's like, a split though like i wonder if there is a split uh, in in revenue there oh, yeah that, there could be a revenue share for sure so I, for, there's here's a weird thing that happened. I was watching like let's say the Arsenal match the other day, and someone kicked the ball real high, and it didn't go behind a digital advertisement. Like I could see it the whole time. I was like, whoa! And then, you know, I, I must have watched a hundred games between the last Sounders match and now, but like, what just it caught my attention where I was like, hey, it doesn't disappear. It, it didn't get like portal portaled into the Wizard Bird dimension and drop out <laughs> somewhere else. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Um, so, speaking of places that don't take, uh, uh, you were talking about Arizona. So, speaking of places that don't take uh, the coronavirus very seriously, mm. um, Spokane is likely to get a uh, USL one team. There's they are in talk, which is like the level right below where the Tacoma Defiance play. Right? They they play in the USL Pro. I don't know. They don't have re- relegation and promotion, but it, they 
fake do, I guess. I don't know. Um, but Spokane. If those leagues survive, if those leagues survive until 2022, I'll, that's good enough for me. Yeah. Well, so they're talking about building a downtown Spokane stadium uh, that will be funded partly. Uh, USL has said that they would put up some money for it. Uh, because they they think that Spokane would be I mean Spokane does have quite a few uh, uh, youth teams that are actually associated with the Sounders um, so the Sounders could be seeing another farm team over here uh, it could be the Spokane Shadow move up into that into that uh, league I think they're in the PDL right now or something like that or if, if they even exist no dog they're gonna be the Liberty Liberty <laughs> Liberty Liberty <laughs> Uh, Come on, do I have to do it all for you? Come yeah, on. you do. I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> the, with Culp 2021 on the on the uh, on the, the kit sponsor, kit sponsor. Yeah. Um, no, I hope we. I hope if we do get a team, we go like full Las Vegas lights and just like make a joke out of everything. <laughs> like make a joke out of the fact that like nobody in Spokane cares about soccer. <laughs> like other side of the wall, FC. <laughs> right. <laughs> No, I think I mean if you look at the renderings of the stadium, I mean the the biggest thing is this is the most ridiculous thing is actually that the the main detractors against the stadium are like, "Well, what are you going to do about the traffic?" I'm like, "If you've ever been to Spokane, you know that the traffic here is a joke. Like it doesn't exist. Like the most traffic that you sit in is maybe 5 minutes, uh and that's on the busiest day when everybody else is driving through to Idaho where they don't have to wear masks and they can shoot guns in the air." Um <laughs> <laughs> but but it's it's it looks awesome um it would take down one of a, a really cool building that i think is here but uh for soccer i'd, I'd do it i'd kill them all <laughs> just <laughs> unilaterally just remove anyone <laughs> without without warning just <laughs> demolish <laughs> i want it to be vaporized as well i don't yeah. want there to be literally any warning no beeping yeah. bulldozers backing up nothing just <laughs> Boba Fett with phaser set to disintegrate. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Uh, well, I hope that there's a, a team there too. I, I'm still pulling for Sacramento to be able to get make it up to MLS. Um, I'm curious to see what the Defiance season is going to look like and OL Rain and how they're because they're only like a five thousand person stadium and like it <laughs> that makes a bigger difference. You have a thousand people there. That's like a big deal. Yeah, or you, or you just get like three people in the stands and be like, <laughs> score a goal. <laughs> but they have it's to be socially distanced sitting on each side of the. <laughs> That's amazing. Okay, so um, we've covered fans coming back, Spokane, yeah, Sumo, Puppy Talk, which I bailed on because I didn't want to, I don't know, screw myself over here. I had an idea as a idea to get people vaccinated using sports as like a public health thing. <laughs> so kick the vaccines into their, into their arms. Freddie Montero will <laughs> kick a vaccine at your body. And then Moda will double donkey kick you, <laughs> kick the plunger. <laughs> yeah. The first vaccine is Freddie Montero kicking it into your shoulder. And the second one is Sergio Moda donkey kicking it into your groin. <laughs> So what Seattle Sounders should do, in my opinion, and I don't have any science to back this up, is they have one of the world's most um, efficient or the most – they do the most volume uh, vaccination points set up at the event center there at Lumen Field. And so why not have people come pick up physical season tickets this year? I know that goes in the face of like trying to stay away from each other. But when you come get your ticket, you get the Johnson & Johnson vaccine. 
And if you opt out, okay, you just get your normal digital thing. You probably don't get a, oh. as good a chance to come in. But you do it like a few days before the season or two weeks or whatever it is that you need. And you vaccinate everyone. And then we're all vaccinated with the same thing. And we show up. And yeah, maybe you do the mask thing just to keep people from, you know, inadvertently spreading more stuff. Or if, you know, people somehow get in without it or whatever. Like, why not use it as a max vaccination idea? Because I certainly would be willing to get the, the single dose Johnson & Johnson vaccine in order to go to soccer match. I'd be down for that. I'm glad that you said Johnson and Johnson because the way you've typed it out is J and J, and I thought that you said I thought that you were going to say the Joven and Jones single shot. <laughs> I was like, dude, he plays in Miami now, dude. Can't dude, do that. he le- he gone. <laughs> he gone. <laughs> he is the source for the vaccine. <laughs> the Joven and we've Jones. Been, we've been pulling his DNA. Somehow he is immune to the coronavirus and we're, we're replicating it to make immunity for the rest of us. What are the side effects? Then, you run slower after you visit Germany. <laughs> oh, who knew it was regional? Then... To, to finish the idea out, you um, you throw Johnson & Johnson, or Joven & Jones, on the kit for a couple matches, since Zulily is a fake thing anyway. <laughs> yeah. I, I sometimes think that Zulily might be a front for something, and it might be drugs. I don't know. But uh, okay, so, nobody knows what they really do. <laughs> so check this out. I've, I've never witnessed them actually being a real thing. And I, I've gone to the website to be like, is this a real thing? And I'm still unconvinced, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and... So I was uh, walking by my neighbor's house the other day, and there was um, there was a dispute, a little bit of um, something was going on. The cops had been called, and then when I went by later, somebody was moving out. And in the garage, in the boxes stacked up, there it was at the top of the pile, a small square-looking brown moving box with a kind of purplish-looking Zulily printed on the side. And I wanted to go and take a picture of it, except for they had just had the cops there. Like, the previous day, I thought maybe that wasn't cool. <laughs> what did you order from Zulily? A divorce. <laughs> <laughs> LegalZulily.com Okay, actually, speaking of Zulily, speaking of kits, right, um, I want to talk about the thing that's definitely going to be announced after we finish recording today and after this podcast go up, is that I'm yeah. sure that the new Sounders jerseys are about to be released right when we're done recording. And, yeah, great. Um, and so lately there's been this like slow drip of like new Sounders merchandise in in um, what's the like Mitchell and Ness is one of those trendy kind of like sports merchandise companies. Simply yeah. Seattle has a bunch of stuff and a lot of the new Sounders stuff. Um, so the earlier along a while ago, the, the colors for the kit were leaked, right? It's like a dark blue. It looks like the old Whitecaps kits from last year. Mm-hmm. Um the colors for the kit were released, but now uh, there's been a slow drip of new merchandise coming out, and um, the they are very purple and teal as a 25th anniversary Sounders thing, which we're celebrating for the second year in a row. How very Sounders of them. <laughs> But um, so I've sent you a uh, I've sent you a image on on our chat and I want I want you to tell me what you think about it. Would you wear that? No, I would. I think I would wear that. (sighs) So this is where 
I grew up when the Arizona Diamondbacks oh, wore these same colors. Yeah. Like put Randy Johnson in that bad boy and you've got a, a Diamondbacks jersey there. And and pigeons be scared. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Didn't he was it a seagull that he murdered? No, or? no, no. It was a it was like a pigeon. And it happened twice. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. Yeah. So what this is, what we have here is a uh, three stripe horizontal teal white with the old school Sounders logo with Sammy the Orca. Is that what it's yeah, Sammy the Sounder Sam. popping out yeah. and, and uh, nuzzling a soccer ball exploding. Uh, and then a uh, and then a black stripe at the bottom, different colored sleeves, purple with black trim. It is like it is like uh, something that if it were a little bit bigger that the fresh prince would have scoffed at in the 90s it's early like, it's like an early 90s uh early 90s throwback and i mean it makes sense you know you look at 25 years ago what the sounders looked like this was their branding this was their colors um somehow uh glad that we're still going with like that gaudy teal <laughs> like rave green is just the green version of the blue that's on these shirts <laughs> that makes sense in my brain i don't know but uh i think yeah I, you just move you move the color slider just just that one element yeah, of the color slider yeah. so it moves yeah the same color just i don't blue. know i think it's cool if you go on anywhere on sounders twitter right now um you can find probably links to this uh i think they have them simply seattle mitchell and ness all these different places i i might wear that i might buy that and I might wear that. Yeah, this is the difference between us where you're more in the moment fashionable and I am cranky and old and set in my ways. So Sure. And the only yeah. the only thing is like the only place you can wear this is to a Sounders game. Yeah, like, that's where just else it. I, like I'm going to wear it to my cousin's wedding. <laughs> like, it does have like a collar. <laughs> <laughs> and you are in Spokane. <laughs> just got to put on some cargo shorts, baby, and this thing is formal. <laughs> Does your cousin live in Maple Valley still, or like what's going on here? <laughs> no, they live in rural Spokane. <laughs> oh boy, <laughs> yeah, you'd be fancy. Look at you with your drip. <laughs> um, yeah, I-, I hope that like if the kit looked something like this, I-, I think I would like it not to wear, but to see. Like if they if they drop a kit that looks something gaudy like this, and and a step away, I don't think Adidas or Adidas will let them. But um, it would be cool if they did something like this that was so different. I don't know. I think I'd, I'd be stoked to see him wear that. This looks like it would be a really warm, heavy, gross shirt. Like that, if you accidentally mowed the lawn in it, you'd like really be upset about it. But if you turn it into soccer fabrics and wore it as a as a kit, it might be all right. Yeah, yeah. I think uh, I don't. I don't know. I mean, I, it, whether or not this alludes to what the new the new kits are going to look like, you know whatever i think it's it's weird though because it's the sounders away kit right it's no longer the third kit because the sounders only have two uh this season and so i would be surprised if they went for something crazy because you usually want to have um some dichotomy there between the colors so you want to have like high contrast but so if green is your light kit that you wear at home where your opposing team Mm -hmm. wears dark um when you're on the road if the team is wearing their you know, bright kit, then you have to wear a dark kit. So I imagine that the Sounders are going to go with a dark blue or something and probably not purple or teal like we're seeing in the, in these um, kind of like supporting merch. Uh, man, I bet you they'll go for it. I bet you they'll do something wacky. I hope so. I mean, I would love, I would love to see what this looks like, um, especially if the Sounders aren't getting a third kit and knowing that the Sounders kits, you know, sell, like crazy, um, I could see Adidas coming in here and doing something really interesting rather than giving the Sounders just like a simple uh, black or white, like every other team in the league. 
<laughs> uh, uh, so they're getting the 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 sunset, whatever they're called. The the sunset on black is is gone. It's oh, out. nightfall. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those are out. Wow, bummer. Yeah. Why you got to change? I guess to sell merchandise. I guess I can answer my own question. I mean, I would love if they changed the rave green, like ASAP. The the sweaty camo, uh, grandma's curtains, rave green. Uh, get a yeah. get a new one of those, uh, and and bring back. I think that they should go back to the traditional. Um, you know, first year when Freddie Montero was playing in Seattle in two thousand nine. Uh, the rave green kit with the away kit being that you know royal. Uh, Sounders blue that's in the crest. We haven't had a kit like that in since then, the, right? The one that was opposites, right? right? You'd have green for home and blue for the road. Exactly. Yeah, it's the best. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's such a good looking shirt out yeah. there, and blue is such a common color that people choose in sports. That like to it would be nice to have the opposite <laughs> from the wacky green that we use, which I love yeah. because it's definitely our squad out there that we're watching. You know, you can be proud of that. You know, it's them when they put that on. So. Yeah. All right, well, in case you just uh, ordered up some legal divorce, <laughs> it's TLDL. In case you've been talking to the cops for an hour, giving them your statement. <laughs> also, I like that that's where your mind went when I didn't say that it was like, it could have been roommates, you know? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's like, right. <laughs> that's true. That's true. Uh, <laughs> too long didn't... Li- too long didn't listen. <laughs> Welcome back, Turf Bone. You have a miserable Canadian bacon tear. It's back. <laughs> it's back fat, baby. Back. It's back fat. <laughs> Too long, didn't listen. Welcome to the USL. I know it's a little premature, but welcome to the USL, to the Liberty Liberty. <laughs> Liberty, Liberty. Stop. That's that's going to be our, our first chant. Born in, 19, born in 2022. Liberty, Liberty. Liberty, 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 Liberty. This is amazing. Liberty, 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 Liberty. I can hear that as a soccer chant. That's the problem. Oh my God! This is perfect. Secede <laughs> already, Eastern Washington. Come on! And too long didn't listen. Got a legal problem? Try LegalZoomLily.com. All right, bye. Rubbish. Rubbish. Rubbish.